Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today's Spurs cast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash almighty. That's audibletrial.com slash A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. Access them right on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Want to do bad things? That's real, though. I don't at all, man. The more money you make, the more problems you get. And jealousy and envy is just something that comes with the territory, man. A lot of people, it's just negative energy, like my man Paul said. What country you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English in what? What? English, mother... Do you speak it? Man, you've been doing all this dope producing. You ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? Welcome to the Spurs cast, the original San Antonio Spurs podcast. Congratulations, you have arrived at episode 435 of the Spurs cast, the original San Antonio Spurs podcast, brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I'm your host, Ryan McCallum. Hello, Jose. How are you tonight? Uh, it's it's 6... Is it really tonight? What's the evening, right? So well, It's daylight it's savings time. time, right? Yeah. It, we don't even worry about that in Arizona. It's whatever. We just have to keep up with everything that you guys do because, I mean, I'm just used to San Antonio being one hour behind. Now it's two hours behind. Ben's three hours behind. Uh, the well, it'd actually be, it'd be the March madness, if you will. You're behind. Yeah, you're, you're behind. No, I, I'm still in the same spot. We don't do sta- daylight savings time. Everybody else does. Yes, but we're, we're, our hours are ahead of you. This is God's country. Don't forget it. <laughs> okay. And that other voice on the phone is Mr. Ben Bornstein, Project Spurs' own Benjamin Bornstein. Hello, Ben. Hello, hello, good sir. Thank you for joining us uh, yet again, man. We, you've been just a staple on this show, even though it feels like you're, you haven't been on. I went back and looked, and you've been on like 10 times in the Ryan Jose era. I'm trying, man. I, I'm, I'm here whenever you want me, man. I'm about that life. <laughs> that you are, that you are. Mr. NCAA, as we found out, you said you're filling out 35 brackets. Something like that, probably. The, why don't you just fill out the right one? Just fill out one bracket. Oh, no, you can't have a right bracket. you gotta, you got to account for all the insanity. That's March Madness. Jose, do you so you're going to have 35 different uh, teams winning it? Uh, no, probably not 35 different teams, but it's all about, it's all about you, your permutations in the first two rounds. That could set the precedent for the entire tournament. 
the hell did he just say? I'm, I'm already tired. Let's already get it tired. on. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, just a little bit of Spurs news to talk about, but but really important stuff. Uh, we're going to talk a little of Marcus Aldridge, his current situation, about obviously Kawhi Leonard and his situation. It's Monday night, so the Spurs are playing Atlanta. Kawhi's back. Uh, then we're going to talk about the Golden State game. Uh, and then talk a little bit about standings, and then we're going to get out of here. So does that sound fair to everybody? We're going to move quick because I got to sure. because it's bachelor season finale. I got to get back to that. Started. Oh my Started goodness. just now. So um, let's roll. Lamarcus Aldridge, guys, uh, out indefinitely. That's that's huge news um, for San Antonio, and it, it's it calls back you know feel, the same feelings I had about Chris Bosh when he went out with his um, his health ailment. You just you think um, you think about these guys in terms of athletes and, and the things that would hurt them. You feel like okay, that's what's going on on the court. This is a heart issue uh, that, that a heart arrhythmia that uh, that Lamarcus Aldridge has, and it's not the first time that he's had this. In, in 2007, his rookie year, he actually missed uh, the latter part of the season because of this issue. Uh, had it again in 2011, but this guy for the Spurs is a near double double machine this year. Uh, he's been contributing regularly, although he's he, you know he's not the All Star level that we that we thought he would be in this year too. But he's been a significant player for the Spurs. Obviously, this is Kawhi's team, but Lamarcus Aldridge is right there. I, ben, I want to start with you and, and talk us a little bit about this injury, and then or I guess it's not even an injury; it's just a, a situation, right? But what is that going to do to the Spurs in the short term, and then in the long term? I think right now, the short term, it won't hurt the Spurs that much. They've played without LaMarcus Aldridge before this season. Um, they've and, and they have a lineup that works with David Lee and Dwayne Dedman, and sometimes Pagasol will be in there with one the other two. And those have worked for the most part. They don't hurt them too much. Uh, David Lee's not as good a mid-range shooter as LaMarcus Aldridge, but... Uh, good enough to where you're not, you don't have a huge drop off. So that's good. Uh, for those who don't know what a heart arrhythmia is, it's basically an irregular heartbeat and it's a malfunction of the heart's electrical system that sends, that basically sends the pulses to your heart and tells your heart when to beat. So you get this irregular heartbeat that sometimes, sometimes it feels like your heart is beating too fast or it's beating too slow or you get an extra beat or something like that. So if, if any of you are curious as to what it was, that's basically it. So any, and, and I've always been a proponent of anything that comes to the heart, you take as much time as you need. Do not rush back. Make sure everything is fine with your heart because obviously that is one of, if not the most important muscle in the body. So you say. So I say, the non-doctor says. <laughs> Jose, what about the long term for San Antonio? I mean, it, going into the playoffs, uh, since they've already clinched the playoffs, you know, can we expect them to be as competitive without LaMarcus Aldridge? Clearly, he'd be helpful there. But is this that big of an injury for their playoff chances? Well, how long did he lay? I mean, uh, you guys mentioned that uh, he had this in Portland in his rookie season. Uh, so I mean, he didn't miss the whole season, right? So uh, they like said it was a, a minor thing. It's like a week and a half. They said it was a minor thing. I, I believe that it's a minor thing. Uh, you know, it, it it's something that he has, right? So uh, I think with the indefinitely, I think that was a, just a precaution because indefinitely could always mean 
just a day or the whole season like or his Allen career. I mean, suspended indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, I was just exactly. going to say that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, what was the question about the impact? Oh my God. Yes. Long the term. impact. Yes. Oh, the impact of it. Um, Hey, chill, guys, okay? By the way, <laughs> the most important muscle in the body, the legs, okay? Leg day. Of course you would say that. The um, uh, the impact, I don't think it's going to be that much. I mean, you have Pau Gasol. Pau really plays the, you know, they play differently. Obviously, one's younger, one's more versatile. The other one, you know, is really uh, at the end of his career. But they really have the same game. They have that three-point shot. They can post up. They can pick and roll, pick and pop. Uh, defensively, Aldridge is better. But, you know, if you were to pair Aldridge with Deadman, I mean, not Aldridge, uh, Gasol with Deadman, I don't think you'd see that much of a drop-off just because, you know, one's an offensive guy, the other is a defensive guy. You know, come playoffs, I think you need him, obviously. He demands a lot of attention, more attention than Powell will uh, come playoff time. And again, he can shoulder the, the majority of the offense when Kawhi is off or when he's off the floor. So, uh, you know, short term, like Ben said, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. Long term, obviously, when you get talking about the first round, it's not going to be an easy first round. They're going to need that second punch. Uh, that, that's really LaMarcus Aldridge. And now, you know, I, I really didn't pay attention to it. I forgot he had this problem. And I always sort of uh, picked on him for not being an aggressive defender. But I mean, who? I mean, if you have a heart problem or, or a continual condition like that, even though it's minor, you don't want to get beat up in the paint posting up. So I could understand why he didn't want to be uh, in that center position. So I, I'm not I'm not tracking that last bit because I, I isn't that something about your endurance? Isn't that like that's when it's not a physical like lift it's not a physical pain thing right doesn't shouldn't a heart arrhythmia affect your endurance in some way i don't know ask him web <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you asking me for? i'm just web saying that, that guys lower their shoulders sometimes into his chest or post up and i'm, I'm sure he wants to stay away so he from doesn't that so get, i'm, I'm he guessing that heart punched is what you're saying Basically. Yes, I mean, remember, or uh, Fabrizio Alberto went through something like this, right? Was it uh, Josh, Josh Howard that sort of nailed him in the chest, and then uh, he wasn't who he used to be? Then he had to retire. Uh, you know, I think he, he might be paranoid at those things. I don't blame him. Now, you know, talk about harder with me. I don't blame him. I just don't Fabrizio go to Fabrizio Alberto was just soft. Oh, oh. NBA <laughs> champion Fabrizio Alberto. That's right. You know, oh, I think, man, I think he started that whole. You know how you'd wear like a. Uh, if you had long hair as a guy, you'd wear like a um, what is it, a braid or something, or a little a little rubber band through your hair. That's that's Fabrizio Roberto's contribution to the NBA. Is then I saw a bunch of guys doing that, and so then can I, you can you get into the Hall of Fame for that for contributions to the sport? I, you might be able to. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on the Hall of Fame, but I'm sure that you can. I'm sure that you can. So you know, um, I, I'm one of these guys where. I feel I used to think that it would be a big impact for for the Spurs if they lost Lamarcus Aldridge, and I, I'm feeling like they're gonna they're gonna have to find a way to make up 15 points and seven rebounds, and they can do that in a variety of different ways. And you guys touched on it, I mean, giving Powell some more minutes, having Powell get back into his rhythm. I mean, you remember there's a time when Powell Gasol was the best big man in the NBA. Uh, you know, he still has that shot. Uh, he's still a Hall of Famer. Uh, which is crazy to think how many Hall of Famers the Spurs have on their team right now and the potential Hall of Famers um, that they got with guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, in fact. So, I mean, you think that if Powell gets some more minutes, I really like what Deadman's doing. If you get him to be more aggressive, you really just have to make up 15 points and some rebounds. And they have a lot of different ways to do that. And one of those guys is David Lee. And you mentioned uh, him in your, in your response, Ben. You know, I think David, this is David Lee's opportunity to shine. 
Um, I I would even think that you'd start David Lee. And what do you think about that, Jose? Do you think you could you would put David Lee into that starting lineup ahead of Powell? Well, we saw that with the. I mean, we're we're recording uh, through the Hawks game, so I mean, you saw that with the Hawks. I personally did not like it just because they both of them can't shoot. So you know, at some point, uh, you can just overload the paint. That's what the Hawks did. Uh, you know, you have to get more creative on offense. I think it's a big burden when you don't uh, when you have that situation. Uh, I would personally start Powell or uh, Burton's at the at the four and have Deadman there patrolling the paint. Uh, but you made 15 points per game, you know, making up those 15 points per game, like nothing. Like, oh, they can just find somebody else. Like, if Pop's going to go in the locker room and say, you know you, what, you, third stringer, you're going to score 10 today. So, come on, bro. But let me ask you guys this. Uh, if, I mean, without LaMarcus Aldridge, we've talked, you know, we've talked about how difficult it's going to be really for Kawhi to to find that second guy. They're all going to have to take, you know those spots where each one of them is going to have to have a really good game. If the Spurs get the number one seed, that means that Kawhi has to be the MVP, right? If he carries them, really the burden of the offense on his shoulders and really the defense also, he has to be the MVP if they get the first seed. I I think there's no doubt about it. I I think there's no doubt about it because, you know, he would be able to put them in a position uh, with, you know, with his running mate uh, being out for that, that entire time. I mean, there's still, uh, you know, a, a substantive a number of games left and some big games left. And they've got the head-to-head again with Golden State in the final of their of their three-game series this year. I, I couldn't believe they're only playing three games. It seems like they would they play four games uh, would be natural to them. But they're only playing three this year. Uh, and and this, so they still have that last game. If, if he could go and beat Golden State, hold off Houston, and, and get the first seed overall, Kawhi Leonard's your MVP. So, stuff here. Um, I mean, the pace that Russell Westbrook, I, I would say he's still an MVP just because you average you the last man to average a triple double in a season won the MVP, and that's pretty much how it should go. But I certainly believe that Kawhi Leonard should be in a consideration. He should be. He should get second place, or you know, if you if you really love James Harden third place but if we're being honest voters i don't think voters care about defense i, I mean you, us three we do we like to see it from Kawhi leonard he's we all i'm i think we can all agree that he's the best two-way player in the game but the the way people vote and think they don't care they don't they don't care about defense as much as they probably should which is why james harden is getting so much mvp consideration he had he had one block last night, or two, I guess two nights ago now, against uh, Kyrie, on Kyrie Irving. That was the first time he's played defense in like three years, and that highlight is everywhere. We can't, no, we can't stop. Like everybody's playing it, like oh, James Harden does play defense. You you caught him on a primetime game right. once playing defense. Did you see him earlier in the game where he matadored Kyrie Irving to the rim? <laughs> Are you kidding me? So. You know, I obviously we all obviously we can tell I like Kawhi Leonard, but I do think Russell Westbrook should win MVP, even if the Spurs get the one seed, because you can kind of put an asterisk on it and say, oh well, Kevin Durant, you know, wasn't playing for a lot of this season or for you know near the end of the season, so the Spurs that's how the Spurs were able to come back and get it, which is whatever. So you know, <laughs> you that's, know. yeah, which is you know you can have that line of thought. That's fine, right? But you can also argue, well, the Spurs didn't have Aldridge, and they had various injuries throughout the year with Pogasol as well. So, 
I'm, I'm, I think I, I think I might be talking myself into Kawhi Leonard MVP, but I like that you're I, arguing with yourself. That's know, the most I, exciting part. Yeah, this, so we've, we've entered the danger zone. You know, speaking um, about Matadorian, did you guys see? Um, so Paul Garcia out there in his Twitter feed, of course, he's got all these followers, and you know, he's the scientist at Project Spurs, and he puts out there um, two available uh, skill. He says skills power forwards, and one of them was Luis Scola, and I love it uh, because I was just thinking about Jose the whole time. And somehow he said the skilled power forward Luis Scola. And so I I go out there and I find um, a uh, a, a meme that's just perfect uh, of of Luis Scola just totally getting blown by by LeBron James in for the slam when when, uh, Luis was over there for uh, for Indiana. It's just the perfect retort. And I thought that Jose, you'd appreciate it, but you probably didn't even see it. Oh, I saw it. But, but you, you know what? You didn't I, I, react. I was trying to draw you off sides. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I. You know, I would give him a chance. I'd give him a chance. Sign him. Play him off the bench with Manu and Powell and see what they can do. If it could be, you know, a scoring frenzy because each of them can pass. Everybody would be able to pass and cut and score. I, you know, it would be a beautiful game again. But uh, I, I said give the guy a chance. If not, just cut him. I mean, because he would be playoff eligible, right? Give give Scola a ring. He deserves it after all the – I mean, he was supposed to be a spur, right? I can't so, believe after, uh, after the years of shade you've been throwing at Luis Scola, now you want him on the team and to give him a ring. I mean, I, I'm just – i got to tell you, I, I hope that the audio sounds as bad to the listeners tomorrow as it does to me right now. Do you guys feel like Ben Bornstein is being – you know, processed by Daft Punk or something. What? It, it what sounds horrible. It's like computerized. Jose, are you getting that too? No, I think it's on your end. But um, you, who's Daft Punk? Is oh, that CM Punk's brother? No, the, don't do that. They're playing don't at the gym. No, they're playing at the gym. Come on, on glute day. Oh. No. They play uh, uh, like those Mexican songs at the gym because it's all like these Hispanic <laughs> ladies. When I go, so they, I mean, it's all. Like you know, salsa and uh, I'm hungry and uh, all these other ones. So speaking I take my head, my headset. Speaking of which, and I play uh, wrestling. Uh, Selena Fest down in uh, well, I think it's a Fiesta of Four in uh, Corpus Christi in two weeks. Watch out! I got those cups, by the way. I ordered some of those cups, the Selena cups from Stripes. Yeah, Ben has no idea what we're talking about. I know who Selena is. I've seen the movie. Well, then you got slash red history books. Then there's nothing else to say. You know the whole history. Then, man, this is broken down. (laughs) Let's get back on the Spurs. So, so Kawhi Uh, concussion protocol, which I frankly I didn't even know the NBA had a concussion protocol. He goes in, says he's not feeling well. Uh, I think it was the Oklahoma City game. Uh, He's been out since then. He's back tonight against Atlanta. What should we expect from this, or is this just sort of a passing thing? You know, Kawhi's been a guy who the only time he's been out of the lineup, it's just been due to rest. He had, and, and, you know, in seasons past, he's had a hand injury, you know, whatever. But this year, he's been very solid. Should we expect anything to come of this? Is this something the Spurs are going to have to keep watching, Ben? What do you think? Um, I, watched, I watched the hit, and I think it was it, – it doesn't look like it's going to be a long-lasting thing. And, of course, I say that with – all of the CTE research that's out there, but I think this is probably a one-time thing. So long as he doesn't take hits to the head like that constantly, which I don't think he does, he should be fine. But obviously once you're in the concussion protocol, there are certain 
there are certain steps that have to be taken in order to come back. And I think he was so quick. He came back so quickly was because his benchmark was so low or whatever that for him to get back, cause he didn't have any previous history. He didn't. And I guess the symptoms weren't still there. And I, I saw somebody tweeting about how he was riding the bike over the weekend. And that's, that that means you're you're close to coming back if you can get on a bike and ride and not get dizzy. So that I I, I don't see it as a long lasting thing. But again, if he gets hit in the head or something, I'm sure he's going to have to enter protocol again. So Jose, or that being said, are the Spurs just that one hit away to Kawhi to having their season being over? I don't know how to ride a bike. Are you talking about the regular stationary bike? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, do you know how to do a door to track? Yeah, I, I I seriously don't know how to ride a bike. I always just fall over. I'm not coordinated. Um, you know, I, I, That's I, a but, new, yes, new, but new I think Project you, Spurs contest. Teach you me win, how to ride a bike. Win and you contest, get to merch. You, no, win, uh, win, win a, a prize or something. The prize is teach Jose how to ride a bike. Uh, I think it is true, and it. But it's the same thing with every other team, isn't it? You know, if LeBron takes a hit to the head, uh, that's the calf season. If you know Curry takes a hit to the head, I think it's the same thing with the Warriors. Uh, I think he'll be a, a little bit more careful, but at the same time, it's it's really a freak accident because you got to remember the NBA is so uh, overprotective now. Again, if it's a hit to the head, that's a flagrant too, and then they're going to look at it to see if there's going to be any suspension or anything like that, or if they're going to rescind it. So a lot of the guys don't actually go for the head, and I think that's a really good part. So uh, I think he'll be okay, especially since he came back so quick. I think it was maybe just precautionary. Maybe he just, you know, didn't, didn't, maybe he just had a headache and then they just wanted to take measures and put him into that. You know, you never know. So I don't think it'll be serious. Well, they're going to need him. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, this is his second year to uh, to lead the Spurs in scoring. Uh, his average is a full five points uh, higher per game, at 26.2 points per game this year. They're going to need those points if they're going to continue this climb. You know, again, they took on Golden State, you know, a battle of the benches. And we'll talk about that here. But uh, without Kawhi Leonard, San Antonio wins that game, pulls him within a half game. Of Golden State, and I want to get into that game with you guys first. But but let me let me put something there to you about Steve Kerr and the way that this game was managed for Golden State. You know, you sit all of your players, and I get that you want to give them a rest because that's a Greg Popovich thing. You know, he installed that in the early two thousands, and and he's been doing that ever since, right? The challenge here for me is that you have injury announcements before the game. You know that there's no LaMarcus Aldridge. You know that the that Kawhi Leonard is out due to injury. So it's just going to be a bunch of dudes. You know, Pau Gasol, Manu, you know, and, and that's kind of it, right, for, for San Antonio as far as, you know, stars and, and, and former, you know, all-stars. Don't you just, at that situation, don't you just play Clay Thompson? Like, don't you just have, you could sit everybody else but have Clay play or play them and then rest them in their next game. I don't understand why Steve Kerr didn't take advantage. It's almost as if he just said, you know, this game's not important at all, when in fact I think it's really important. I mean, the Spurs have been closing the gap on Golden State for some time now uh, to the point where now they're just a half a game behind. Golden State could have put some extra distance between them. That and now the Spurs own the tiebreaker with Golden State having won two of the three games. They killed them in the first game of the series like 
29 points or something like that, the Spurs won by. Very first game of the season, right? Right, exactly. And I think it's just this is just total mismanagement by Steve Kerr. If if Clay Thompson had played, hell, if Draymond Green had played, just you know somebody <laughs> off of that off of that big three, um, and you know if Andre Iguodala had played, you know he sat his four best players. You know, given that Kevin Durant's already out due to injury, his remaining four best players, he sat them all. He should have just played one or two of those guys, and they would have come out of San Antonio with a win. No disrespect to San Antonio, but. I mean, if Clay Thompson scores 30 points, you know, Golden State's pretty well off and running at that point. So, I mean, Jose, do you think that Steve Kerr mismanaged that situation? Before I answer that question, I'd just like to have everybody go read uh, Paul Garcia's really good article on Danny Green and under, uh, underrated spur because Ryan just pooped all over the guy. He just said it was, he was just some dude, right, next to Paul Gasol and, uh, <laughs> And Manu Ginobili. So go read it. It's a really good piece on ProjectSpurs.com. I I agree with you. If I was Steve Kerr, I mean, once I heard that, I just play all your best players. You're going to have like a 40-point lead by the end of the first quarter. uh, And then you could just rest them after that. And then those kids who were all depressed and sad, they don't have to be so depressed and sad because they they got to see their best players. But this was really a a Popovician move. move You know what the difference is? And I think this is where all the drama and the attention is going. I mean, Pop really did the same thing with the Spurs against the Heat four years ago, if you remember, four or five years ago. Uh, you know, but he actually didn't even have them at the arena. He just sent them all home. Uh, the he was fined for it, if I remember correctly. Huh? He was fined for it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, because he didn't give notice. But, I mean, this is really yeah. the same. The difference is, I mean, when you go see the Spurs, you know they have superstars, but really it's about the team. You know, the the, the people go crazy for Patty, and they go crazy for, you know, David Lee and all these other guys. So, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered if the Spurs did it. But the fact that the Warriors are so superstar heavy, and you have a bunch of really no-names out there, no disrespect to them, but nobody really knows who they are, playing for the Warriors, and then they get squashed by the Spurs bench. I mean, it... it I could understand why those people were upset, but uh, you know, to your point, uh, yeah, I would have just gone in, destroyed them. They don't even have to play at halftime, uh, and then I mean, just send them home at halftime. You know, they right. don't even have to come back. Well, I didn't mean to have any disrespect towards Danny Green. I mean, I know that he's seventh on the team in, in scoring right now at seven point five points a game. You know, so I didn't mean to, to disrespect him, but he is seventh. Yeah, he's not just some dude. He's a dude. He's a dude. Man. I mean, he's behind you know a forty-year-old nearly Manu Ginobili in scoring. That's true. And Danny Green does not have a beautiful bald spot. There you go. So Ben, what do you think about the way that Steve Kerr managed that game? Or managed the situation, was, not really the game, just the situation. Yeah, in general. yeah. It was. I mean, you you have to consider that that. You that you you can one gain a full game on the Spurs to solidify the one spot, right. take home court advantage in the in the playoffs, which they might need now because the Spurs are about to the Spurs could very well take the top seed. So that it was, I understand resting your guys and that's fine. And it was the second night of a back to back. Mm-hmm. So I get resting your guys. I'm never going to say don't rest your guys. But I, I think you're right in that. He probably should have played one of his all-stars who was easily available to him. Pro- you know, one of the younger guys. Maybe let Andre sit. Maybe play a Draymond or with a with a Clay, or or even just one of them and give them a shot and say, okay, if we're – and set a benchmark. Okay, if we're at – if we're only down by – 
however many points at halftime, then we'll basically call this a moral win and and you guys can sit the rest of the game. Or if it's less or if the deficit was less than whatever that number X is, it's like, okay, you guys are gonna play, we're gonna try and win this game. You know who like, hates we're this? Gonna, or, or yeah. all those old Spurs and old NBA players where you're on the second night of a back-to-back and you're sitting and resting, like you can't play those games, right? I mean, Carl Malone never sat, right? Hakeem Olajuwon never sat. David Robinson never sat. You know, it's it's these guys uh, now that are that are sitting and taking off games. That's just got to drive those old guys crazy. But the thing is, when they played, we didn't have this research and these stats and this data that says, hey – Playing your guys this many minutes in a season and playing your guys this many minutes on back-to-backs is bad for their health. We have that information. When you have that information, you have to utilize it. So You know what? I'll, I'll disagree with that, Benjamin. Uh, of course I will because – Use your full name. You know, now – I mean, now, real. <laughs> now, now I think you put them more into an injury-prone situation because now they're far – they're, you know, if San Antonio catches up and now you, you, they're getting into back-to-backs and some guys are tired, I mean, now he has to play those guys, right? Because the second round's going to be Houston. First round might be OKC, right? So, I mean, I, I think now they put themselves in, in a situation where if they're really looking up at San Antonio from that second seed, they have to take into account, you know, trying to catch up to them and trying to get that first seed. But you know, you guys talk about Carmelo Malone and David Robinson and all these guys. But, you know, at the same time, these guys for a max contract are now going to be getting $40 million. Uh, you know, Curry can get that. I think LeBron can get that. Durant can get that next this offseason. I mean, those guys didn't get that. So they're getting paid more to play the same game. I think they got to suck it up in that. Just, I mean, they're getting like $20 million a year. Those guys didn't get that. And they still played all those games. Well, if you want to see it, if you want to see it as paying these guys a lot of money, you also have to see it as, well, that's an investment from the owners in those guys. We don't want to waste our investment by wasting our guys' legs and wasting their minutes. Yeah, but the only way that the owners, they're getting that money for them to play is by fan attendance and people buying jerseys and all that kind of stuff. You know, how disappointing is it? And did you guys see that family for, that drove up from Mexico? They highlighted them in the, in the Spurs game. They drove up from Mexico. They're sitting there like the cheap seats all the way at the top. Kids are just crying because, you know, they actually came to want to see Golden State, and there's no Golden State players playing. They had some other, <laughs> some guys from the D-League that joined, you know, and surrounded them by that Patrick McCall guy who, man, I talk about giving a bag of nothing. I thought at, at a minimum, they, you know, they've been talking that guy up. And I think on our last podcast, you know, I was kind of pulling him down, which is my typical role in here is to, to you know, build myself up by breaking others down. Sort of my thing. Um, you know, he's the guy who took over Kevin Durant's role. That dude, was he was like in record territory for misses. I mean, he was like 0 for 10 from the field with, with two Well, points. it's no Chris Bosh. Man, if you thought that family from Mexico was upset, imagine how upset Trump was looking at that family driving just easily <laughs> into the U.S. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord. Driving that easily. So that's what you're mad at. Not that they got tickets, but that they drove oh, so easily from Mexico. Um, well, guys, the guy who looked awesome uh, was not the little kid in the stands crying. It, it was Dwayne Dedman, man. That dude. Yeah, it was. What is the deal with that guy? What, you know, I know he's playing against – I don't even know who he was playing against. Who? I don't know who was defending him with Golden State. Obviously nobody. Um, but, man, he looked great. You know, he's athletic, he's moving, he's, you know, he's long, he's, it's just, is he 6'10"? I think he's 6'10", right? 
Dwayne Dedman is seven feet. He's, he's, he's a legit seven-footer. He, he doesn't move like that. I mean, that's impressive. What do you guys think about Dwayne Dedman's game? Uh, obviously, Ben, I can hear it, that you're, you're a fan. Oh, yeah. He's – yeah. By the way, he is a legit seven-footer. Um, been a huge fan of Dwayne Dedman. I actually thought he should have been getting way more time when he was in Orlando, but, you know, Orlando likes to mismanage things. Mm-hmm. I'm not salty at all. Um he he should have been getting more minutes in Orlando, and when the Spurs signed him for next to nothing, I said that was an incredibly good investment. The Spurs are going to like playing with him, and he's going to like playing with the Spurs. As you can tell from the amount of alley-oops he has received this year, mm-hmm. this is probably the dunkiest Spurs team we've seen yeah. in a long time. Leading the team Thanks with field goal percentage. There you go. Well, it's, it's easy when all your shots are at the rim. Yeah. So, I'll disagree. Can I disagree with Ben on that? I think he, you know, when, come playoff I would, time. You know, Jose, I would be disappointed if you didn't disagree with me. You know, his, his, he's so one-dimensional. I think come playoff time, we won't see much of him. I think, you know, he's been struggling the games before this. So, I mean, when they just pack the paint and Kawhi can't get in there and, and Danny Green can't get in there sometimes when he drives and Parker, I mean, I think it's just going to be Gasol, Aldridge, uh you know, David Lee moves around a little bit, a la Splitter and Bertens. I think uh, Deadman will be at the, uh, really at the end of the bench. You know, you know who else is pretty one-dimensional but gets to play a lot? DeAndre Jordan. Well, you know what no Dwayne Deadman can? You know what Dwayne Deadman can do that DeAndre Jordan can't do? Hit free throws. But it's DeAndre Jordan, bro. I mean, you, you're only saying that because it's his name. If, yeah, it's, it's if, DeAndre. If Wayne, if Wayne Dedman was in DeAndre Jordan's spot, would he be any different? Yeah, because at least I mean, good argument. DeAndre, DeAndre <laughs> is is a massive human being. You know, he will just tower over you, embarrass you. Dedman's just that guy. If if the lane's open, he'll get there. If it's not, he can't really. You know, yeah, he can't really create. It's, it's DeAndre. So. It's DeAndre. So your guy, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Okay. De, so Dejounte's got an, an injury as well, a groin injury. So he's out. Um, this is the time where we hope that he would be ramping up his playing time uh, at the professional level, at the NBA level. Um, and we're not really seeing that now. He's three and a half points a game. Uh, you know, he's he's given out some assists, but nothing nothing necessarily meaningful at the NBA level. But we think that that his commitment or contribution, rather, to the Spurs is going to be on the defensive end. He's long. You put him with a Danny – see, I'm throwing some love at Danny Green. With Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, you've got a pretty elite backcourt defensive squad, don't you, Jose? Yeah, you give him credit because I brought that up, remember? Don't you remember (laughs) I said that next year? Anyways. Yeah, I take everything Um, you say, and then I repackage it. See, haven't you learned this yet in, like, the 60 shows? (laughs) Whatever you say, I'll take it, repackage it, and then I'll deliver it as if it was my own idea. The fans love it. You know, I, I fully agree with you just because of that. Yeah, he uh, and his contributions, I think, are going to come next season. Uh, I think Pop is going to be way too loyal to the really to the to the guys he's had on the team: Tony Parker, pa- Patty Mills, Manu Ginobili, in that point guard spot. Uh, so we won't see him that much, especially in the playoffs. But all that investment is going to pay off next season, especially if Patty leaves. Then maybe Tony Parker off the bench, and you know, you'll have a solid bench and uh, a really dynamic. I, I really think dynamic uh, starting lineup if he starts next to Green and Leonard, like how you mentioned. And especially if Deadman comes back, that 
you know, those long bodies, tall bodies, uh, if they can get somebody else, I mean, that'll just be a plus. So uh, I think uh, that trio will be the defensive trio, and Paul Garcia is going to have stats all over the place with those guys. I agree. So uh, Spurs, the way the way it looks right now, Spurs are a half game back of Golden State. The next five for Golden State are Philly, Orlando, Milwaukee, at Oklahoma City, and then at Dallas in a back-to-back. Ben, um, I kind of wish that back-to-back was the other way around. What do you think of that? Do you, wouldn't you rather have them play Oklahoma City on the second night? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, if it, both, you know, both teams are, are solid. I, I think having to play either of those teams on the on the second of a back-to-back night is less than ideal, especially when you're at both places. Yeah. So so they're going to be traveling. They're going to travel. They're you know they're going to have a day off and they're going to travel to OKC. They're going to have to put up with the double double machine or the triple double machine that is Russell Westbrook. They're going to have to find a way to contain him. They're going to get tired trying to guard him. It doesn't. Whoever's guarding him, probably Clay Thompson, because we know Steph Curry doesn't take actual defensive assignments. And uh, so, I mean that that. And then you have a, the Dallas game may be a candidate for a rest night. Honestly, if Steve Kerr is going to start resting his guys, it's brothers. It's brothers on brothers. I mean, how many times do you think that we're going to hear? And I hope the game is on ESPN uh, so that they make a big deal about Seth Curry versus Steph Curry. Uh, and and my nemesis Mark Jackson calls the game. I would love that to happen. <laughs> I want I want the um, I want the Lil John commercial for that real bad now. Right, right. Yeah, Turn down for Curry on Curry action. So it's it's Mark Jackson. It's I guess he's fine, but the way that he says basketball, like just just pay attention to this next time you're watching one of those one of his calls. Oh, no. He says basketball like at least twice per sentence. And I'll give you an example. It's like. Oh, the way that he's shooting the basketball, the way he's passing the basketball. He's a basketball player. He is a professional basketball player. He plays in a <laughs> basketball association. He says basketball way too much, as if, like, what the hell else are they doing? I mean, it's not some other th- – they're not playing hockey. They're not doing – of course it's basketball. You could say something else. But he just says that word so damn much. Uh, maybe Jose, he gets paid every time he says it. Maybe. Jose, the, San Antonio's next game, Portland, at Memphis, Sacramento – at Minnesota, and then Memphis at home. What do you think the uh, the record for the Spurs would be out of that that next five? Four and one. Four and one. And you think that I'm, I'm willing to call it? You're gonna they're gonna lose one of the Memphis games, right? I just like that number. I I, I just heard Memphis two times. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Memphis. <laughs> okay. Um, so out of this next five game stretch, do you think Ben that this is the time? that San Antonio overtakes Golden State for the for the number one overall seed in the West and the best record in the NBA? I certainly think it's possible. I I also think that the Spurs have a good chance of going 5-0 and because I don't really uh, – I, I was seeing somewhere – it might have even been Paul Garcia was tweeting about how since the All-Star break, the Memphis Grizzlies actually have the worst defense in the league. Is that and, right? <laughs> Yeah, and they lost. They just lost Chandler Parsons for the rest of the season. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't even know that he was still playing there. Yes, he is still alive, and he is still getting paid. He keeps getting done checks. Um, he he might be the most finesse, the greatest finesse 
uh, player of all time. He's got like over $150 million in career earnings, and he hasn't finished an entire season since like his rookie or second season in the league. It's incredible. Um, but I, I think the Spurs have a realistic shot of going 5-0. and I don't think those the – the first uh, – no, not the – the game against Sacramento might actually be a little tough because that's the second night of a back-to-back, even if it is at home. Um, at yeah, I mean the, the teams they're playing. Uh, Portland is a solid team, even at home. That'll be a tough one with Damian Lillard. But Memphis, Sacramento, Minnesota, those names don't those names don't scare anybody. Yeah, they're not going to put you know they. So I think there's real. I, I think Jose is right. I think they'll probably go four and one, but there is a realistic shot at five and zero oh in that uh, group of games for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I, I think if they go four and one, five and zero, oh, to me that doesn't really matter. I don't think that they're not they're going to take Golden State in the next. They're not going to get to that first seed in the next five games. Um, I think Golden State's going to match them with this. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Golden State sweep their next five. The point in the season where I think it's really going to start adding up for the Spurs is actually later on in this month. Look at this run that they've got to go on. Uh, on March 27th at home, they play Cleveland, right? Take a night off. March 29th, they play uh, Golden State in San Antonio. Then on the 31st, take a night off. Then on the 31st, they go up to Oklahoma City and have to play the Thunder. And then they come back on April 2nd and play the Jazz. I think those four games, that's really – and then they play Memphis after that. But that's those four games are really going to tell um, San Antonio's season. And I think that they're going to go neck and neck all the way through to that Golden State game. Um, and then that's going to be the game that either gives them some distance uh, negatively and gets further back, maybe a game and a half back of Golden State, or that's the one that propels them and they leapfrog Golden State. So I think that they still have a shot at becoming that number one overall seed. And if it happens, it's going to be because they, they sweep – the season series against Golden State. Uh, guys, anything else? I know this was a this was a quick one, but we don't want to get back to watch that game. Or the Bachelor. Or the Bachelor. Yeah, you got me. That show's so boring. Us. It's so that show's boring. So you have. I, to I, watch I it. mean, I watched it once. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You only have, uh-huh. and you only have one Nickelback album, right? <laughs> Got him with the Nickelback, dang man! I have it on Spotify. Thank you. I don't buy albums, right? What are albums? Yeah, yeah. What is a vinyl? That's my age. That's my age. Okay, well, that's it for this episode of the Spurs Cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Spurs Catch. Spurs Catch. Spurs Cast. Catch up with Jose at JRG1023. Me, I'm at Ryan and C underscore PS. Ben, where can they find you? At the underscore Boomstein. The Boomstein. Or any of the Project Spurs folks at Project Spurs. Go to ProjectSpurs.com. Jose and Ben, thank you so much. And you listeners, you are welcome. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.